You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 174, and I'm your host, Tom Gallo. On this edition of the podcast, I chatted with New York City bedroom pop artist Chloe Berry. As a songwriter, Berry has been writing music since she was seven years old. And last month, she released her long-awaited debut EP, Blueberry Jams via Spirit Goth Records. It features several great previously released singles like Breakfast and Something New, and new tunes like On My Own, and most my days. During our interview, we chatted about the inspiration behind some of the EP's standout tracks, her creative relationship with her partner, Spoonyul, her insights on the direction she's headed in with her sound, and more. Plus, Chloe picked some awesome records from the likes of Alex G, Mitski, and more. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look at My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on your platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look at My Records website where you can find reviews, premieres of new music, playlists, and a whole lot more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. Super excited for another episode of the Look at My Records podcast with the great Chloe Berry. Awesome, awesome songwriter that I'm thrilled to be speaking with today. Chloe, how are you? Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. Pleasure. So kind of a challenging time to be a musician. So I'm interested (laughs) to hear your perspective on it because you're the type of songwriter at least it seems that you do a lot of your writing and recording on your own in your bedroom so as far as doing those types of things the pandemic definitely had an outside effect as in it's affected everybody's mood and outlook but as far as your processes it may have not had a huge effect but tell me a little bit about how the last year has been for you as a musician as far as being able to write record and things like that yeah i mean i had just started playing like a few live shows right before the pandemic hit so i was kind of just getting into like playing a lot of live performances so it really sucked but um Yeah, I definitely am an artist that likes to work from their bedroom, so I do a lot of stuff at home, but definitely the pandemic was a time for me to like really think about what I was doing, and it was also the time I connected with um, Spirit Goth Records, which, you know, was an awesome opportunity, so I think it really was a time that I learned how to network in a different way than I usually was used to and, you know, collaborate in a different way with other musicians. So I think it's been a great learning experience. Yeah, totally. Did you find yourself, from some people that I've talked to, after a month or two months, they felt extra motivated to 
start writing or doing different things. Did, did you go through a similar thing as far as what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. I think because I was upstate in upstate New York for a while during the beginning of the pandemic and we didn't really like there was nothing around. So I kind of just like had to occupy my time. And, you know, I really was feeling motivated to get things going and do as much as I could with the time I had. So, yeah, that's great. And I'm really interested in hearing more about your background. From what I've read about you, you come from a musical family. You've had family members like your father and other people that are musicians. What was it like growing up around them? And how do you think that helped get you into music or shape you as a musician? Yeah, I mean, my dad is a DJ, so oh, nice. that's kind of, so that's kind of what he's been doing for the past like thirty years. Um, and I've gotten a lot of my like you know taste in music from him, and he's showed me a lot of great stuff. So I think being young and like being exposed to like really really great music has like you know really motivated me to be interested in it like my family never quite pushed me to like do music they always wanted me to do like creatively whatever I chose but it definitely was something that I was inspired by my family to do because my grandpa is also self-taught on like every instrument so I was really motivated to you know be like them and you know like they're my idols so that's kind of what I have to live up to that's really sweet what type of music did your dad introduce you to as a DJ um well my dad mainly DJs house music but he introduced me to a lot of like um like 80s like rock and stuff like that so i mean he also introduced me to the smiths so that was like a lot of like yeah that was a lot of my childhood just listening to that but even stuff like i remember having like an 80s mixtape like cd that my dad gave me and it had like a bunch of random songs like soft cell and like um paula abdul and it was just like all different stuff on there and that's kind of like what he showed me and it was a lot of like 80s music and then from there I like you know learned about like hip-hop from him too but I'm definitely more into rock so that's what he definitely showed me a lot of yeah how'd you because soft cell stands out to me because of like the electronic aspect yeah. that you could hear on your music definitely as far as and bedroom pop a lot of the the beats and things like that was so was it being introduced to that something you think kind of shaped the types of songs you write yeah definitely i think a lot of it was influenced by the 80s music i mean i definitely like i listened to all like decades of music but left definitely i gravitate towards songs that have like a heavy synth and a lot of like electronic elements and my dad is actually like he just got a drum machine so he's learning a lot of like you know stuff too and my boyfriend is really into like analog and stuff so yeah that's cool so i read that you wrote some of your first songs when you were seven years old which is incredible <laughs> what what type of songs were you writing when you were that age and what made you at that age want to express yourself and write songs through music because you never really hear of 
people writing songs that young. So I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I think when I was younger, like I really wanted to perform. Like it was my dream to just be in a band. So like I would always get my friends to like, you know, form a band, even though we never actually performed. Like it was just really fun to do. I remember we had a song called 27 Dresses and it was basically about like not being able to figure out what to wear, like <laughs> just like about like anything. And, you know, it was my outlet. I think I was really inspired by like, you know, young girls that were doing that stuff, like Avril Lavigne, like even like Hannah Montana doing that stuff. So it was like, yeah, I, and my parents really encouraged me to, you know, like, play in front of my family and play in front of whoever I could because I was a relatively shy kid so it really helped me a lot. And what about growing up in New York City? That is such a great place to grow up as far as being exposed to different cultures, different types of music and basically learning how to play music as well. What was it like for you growing up in New York City as a musician and aspiring songwriter? I mean, it's been like really great because I get to experience so much like creative energy around me. Um, I went to a performing arts high school and also visual arts high school. So a lot of my friends are like insane musicians. So it just really motivated me to do that stuff. And my friend and I would go to like a lot of like concerts and venues just to see whoever was playing. Yeah. And that was kind of our thing, just like not even check his playing and go. And I remember we used to go to Sunnyside a lot, which is like um, a smaller venue, but that was where we went all the time and after school and stuff like, so it's just like, um, been a great exposure, I think. And, you know, through my parents also, I've got to, you know, be exposed to a lot of great live music here. And I'm so lucky to, you know, have that experience. What are you, what have been some of your, cause it sounds like you have a lot of friends that are involved in making music, writing music. What type of collaborations have you done over the course of your time making music before kind of deciding to set out and do uh your solo stuff yeah um i definitely in high school i i was a visual arts major so i actually worked with a lot of my friends to like take their like music videos and stuff so that was like what i started doing and then i had my own music but it wasn't like something i was comfortable with sharing yet but i met my boyfriend spoonyol who um had been releasing music since he was like 14. So I was like really inspired by that. And, um, you know, I, even my songs like on this upcoming EP, it's been a lot of like collaborations that have been in the works for like since high school. Like it's like people I've just been, you know, working with, but a lot of like, I was very involved in like the DIY scene in my high school and we had a lot of like galleries slash like live performances so that was a big thing that we did um and also like at my school in particular like we would have like performances so that's something i definitely 
took part in and it was always like a really fun experience like on the last day of senior year like we had all the instrumental majors take out their instruments and like run around the school and play so that was like something really fun we did that that's really cool so you're you're almost 20 you're 19 20 years old now when you were in high school making music, were you making similar sounding music, would you say? Or how do you think your sound has changed from comparing the kind of songs you're writing and putting out now compared to the types of songs you were writing then? Yeah, I think definitely, um, like now my songs are, I would say more a beat in some ways, like some of them at least, but um, my older songs, were definitely wordy i think i didn't because <laughs> i i would write a lot but i didn't necessarily put them to melodies so then it would kind of end up being wordy but my older songs were much more mellow but i think very similar in like the bedroom pop kind of indie feel to them yeah i kind of noticed some of your older songs bugs and nothing they were released consecutively they're a little on the sadder side and you seem to write from personal experience mostly in your lyrics. So I was curious, how'd those songs come together? Were they both songs that were kind of born out of the same period of your life? Yeah, they were actually, I wrote both of those songs in my senior year of high school. And it definitely was a tough time for me because I didn't know what like I was doing, yeah. <laughs> like what I wanted to um do with my career and like where i was going so i had a lot of like mixed emotions so i think like nothing was written first and released first so that was like much i that song i feel like is much more like a darker like sadder yeah. song and then bugs is like kind of similar but more optimistic and some At the sort end, of yeah. yeah so that was kind of how it like flowed into like how i you know, grew emotionally during that time period. Yeah, totally. And like I said, I like how your lyrics really focus on your own personal life, life experiences. They're not too abstract. So it's situations that people can listen to and, you know, relate to. And that's kind of the great thing about music that you can listen to a song and hear some of yourself in the music. So I was curious also about songs like Something New, uh, which talks about wanting to experience new things, and Sweeter Honey, which delves into combating feelings of inadequacy and things like that. Just how have your life experience, experiences influenced the topics that you address in your lyrics? Yeah, definitely. I think I grew up as like a shy kid with plenty of anxiety. So like... It was definitely hard for me growing up. Like I felt like I didn't really fit in. I was like kind of a loner. And also being like a mixed race like kid, I went to a predominantly white like elementary school that was Catholic and pretty strict. Yeah. So just like the stuff I write about is kind of stuff that's been with me like throughout my whole life, just like insecurities and like, you know, self-doubt and stuff. But um, I think definitely, like, I try to, you know, like, when I do write songs, it, like, just happens. So, like, when I'm going through something, usually a song will come out of it. <laughs> so that's kind of how it is. But Yeah. What is your songwriting process like? Do you 
find yourself writing lyrics and melodies at the same time? Do you sit down with the intent of, hey, I want to write a song right now and see what comes out? What's your process typically like? Typically, I just try to sit down with my guitar and like I'll just be playing stuff. Um, I usually try to come up with like melody first and then lyrics, but sometimes I'll have like lines of lyrics in my notes app or something that yeah. I really liked and I'll add that to it. But generally, I don't really sit down with an intent to make a song. I'll usually be practicing guitar and like just singing another song. And I'll be like, "Ooh, I really like that part. Like that inspires me to write this. So kind of like drawing from like songs I like if I can't get inspiration. So I love Bed Up With You. Great song. It explores some new sonic elements. It has a cool horn section. So I was curious about how that song came together and what inspired you to kind of explore those new sonic elements in your music. Yeah, definitely over this pandemic, I've been working with a lot of new people virtually. So my boyfriend also made some connections with um, Greg Liu, who did the horns on that song. And it was really great to, you know, get the opinions of different people like what they heard I've been trying to get like multi-instrumentalists to like listen to my stuff and see what they feel like you know it needs yeah. yeah so that's how pretty much that song formed I knew what I wanted it to be but I just wasn't sure what it needed you know so what, what was that process like collaborating with someone virtually was it strange at first or did it kind of go seamlessly um well i think like at first it was a little awkward because it's like we didn't know each other that well like it's like do, are you gonna trust someone with your music yeah. that's unreleased so um but definitely like greg Lou and my boyfriend have been contacting each other for a while now working together so i try to establish like relationships with people first and then it becomes more comfortable situation to work online and you know via facetime and stuff like that so yeah and you mentioned your your partner Spoon Spoonyul yeah. is his name. And you two collaborate as well. And what's that been like? What what's it been like as far as collaborating with him? How how'd that start? And how do you two feel like you enhance each other's creative output? Yeah, um, well, it actually started in high school. We met through some mutual friends and we were dating at first. And, you know, I had recorded a couple like demos and stuff with my uncle, who's a musician. And I, you know, was really inspired by him. So we started, you know, making some like, you know like parody songs together not really like <laughs> serious but um eventually i was like hey like i want to release a song will you like help me produce it and i think what works well about our relationship is for me like i'm i like to come to people with like a song that's very concrete yeah. so i don't want like too much change and a lot of producers will be like very like oh well this part should be different that part should be different so i think we work well together also because we're super comfortable with each other because we're you know dating so yeah it but um you know he definitely understands like the style of music i like and you know we've shown each other like 
tons of music. So it's definitely something that like he just understands what I'm going for automatically and then we can kind of work from there. So yeah, it's been a great process being able to work with him. So has he worked with you on basically every song you've released so far? Yeah, basically every song. Um, some songs uh, I've had, you know, some other people, you know, come in and do like additional, like small keys and stuff. But he does a lot of like the keys and, you know, like, like production. And sometimes he mixes my songs too. But um, yeah, he's generally worked with me on every song. And we're hoping to have like a song that we actually like have written together. Like wow, I haven't yeah soon so that's something we're definitely working towards since we've been working together for so long it seems like the right time yeah that's super cool what's the recording process like for you then i know you do a lot yourself with uh spoonial as well what, what's that process like are you self-taught as far as the software you use and things like that yeah, I'm generally self-taught. I actually just started um, school for music business, so I'm awesome. like learning a little bit uh, about um, some different DAWs. I'm learning Reason right now, which is a bit complicated, but I'm getting there. Um, I'm actually in my vocal booth right now, which is just a closet. So we have our little studio set up um, in one of our rooms in our apartment, and that's where we do everything. Generally, I like to record vocals by myself because I get super nervous yeah. with um, my boyfriend around. But uh, yeah, I, I've just learned everything pretty much from YouTube and my boyfriend too. Like that's our primary resource for, you know, music production learning. <laughs> yeah. So I know a lot of bedroom pop artists like to keep it simple and just really stick with garage band and keep it bare bones it sounds like you're kind of branching out a little bit more to learn about different things were you someone that started with something like garage band or audacity and now you're kind of branching out yeah i i started with garage band and that was like what i primarily use and then logic and then yeah. now and then now we're venturing over to pro tools so <laughs> but uh it's definitely you know i want to you know to take my music to like the best quality and level it can be so just and also like being able to see what different DAWs offer and like different platforms have to offer so i think also my boyfriend is really into like experimenting with different you know softwares and plugins and stuff so that's cool can't wait to hear what comes next for you song wise because in listening to your music, it seems like each song is getting a little uh, bigger and denser sounding. What, what do you think is next for you sonically, sound-wise, with, with your music? What are you interested in exploring more? I think definitely I, I just... I got a reverse reverb pedal so that's something nice. i really want to implement into my songs uh i actually wrote a new song recently that has some pretty crazy tempo changes so we're gonna have to figure out how to record that um yeah so definitely like i i'm really inspired right now by like mitski and kind of like some of her songs have like uh, a very gritty element to them and i think that like that rawness and like kind of like not like quantizing everything a little bit of like 
you know, rock feel um, is definitely what I'm interested in. But also, like, on the other side, I want to, like, make a lot of, like, synth kind of, like, Jack Stauber-inspired things, so. That's cool. That's very exciting. You have a bright future ahead of you as far as songwriting, <laughs> so looking forward to hearing what's next. Uh, I read that you wrote your song Sweeter Honey, but rewrote it then. And I was curious about what your thought process was behind rewriting the songs, but keep uh, rewriting the song, but keeping the lyrics the same. Yeah, definitely. I wrote that song when I was 16 and it was like the first song I ever wrote on guitar. So it wasn't like I didn't love the melody. I didn't feel like it was quite there, but the lyrics like still resonated with me a lot because it was like a time that I still remember because it wasn't very long ago, but like it was also when I was very vulnerable and young and, you know, my emotions were heightened. <laughs> so I think it's that song I had very sentimental meaning to me. And I wanted to release it, you know, however I could, but I wanted to make it into something that like, you know, I felt, you know, I could relate to currently. So that's how it kind of came about. <laughs> yeah, great song. Tell me about Breakfast. I really like this song. I feel like it's, it's brighter. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Something New, which was the single that came out before it. Yeah, breakfast kind of came about during the pandemic. My boyfriend and I were <laughs> stuck together. So it was kind of about that, like, you know, dealing with troubles in a relationship and moving forward. And um, it, I definitely wanted to experiment more with like some deep like bass and like drums in that song. So my boyfriend, I think we layered like regular bass over MIDI bass and that's how like that song came about and I liked it so but it was definitely a song I didn't think like people would like you know particularly like be obsessed with but my label really was enjoying it and you know I was surprised when it got added to Spotify playlist recently so that's awesome tell me about how you were able to link up with Spirit God there's great label that really do a lot of great things for their artists. Yeah, Spirit Goth is awesome. I've been a follower of Castle Beat, aka Josh, for, for a while now, and I've really enjoyed his music. Um, he's also half Asian like me, so that's kind of how I found him. I was looking for more Asian artists to listen to. And um, yeah, so I, you know, had kept my eye on them for a while I had been submitting a few like demos here and there and then they were like hey like we want to work with you in the middle of the pandemic so I was like super excited I was stoked so that's kind of how it began and just uh, you know a thousand emails followed and you know I have a great relationship with them they're super awesome and I'm excited to you know see where it goes so what songs appear on your new EP, Blueberry Jams? Um, well, on the EP, it starts with a new song called On My Own, and then Fed Up With You, Something New, um, and Breakfast are on it, and also Sweeter Honey. And then we've got Most My Days, and Bugs is an additional song that is featured on the cassette, but won't be on like the streaming EP, but yeah. Cool. So. Tell me about the, 
the track that's the newest track on my own. Tell us a little bit about that track. Um, on my own is kind of like a song that I wrote about in high school, how I would take like long train rides by myself. And, you know, I would text my friends and be like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm at home. But I would really just be like 20 miles from home just by myself doing nothing. So it was kind of a song about like enjoying solitude, but also like the weird way it feels and, you know, just not understanding like you know how you feel as a teenager and stuff like that so what do you see as coming next for you what what do you want to do you have so much uh, in front of you as far as a songwriter and making music what what do you want to do next with uh, your music and things like that i think definitely i want to work on some more collaboration um after this ep and I definitely want to work towards a full album eventually. Um, I have a lot of music that's been sitting around that needs to be worked on. So I think, you know, with this time I have, I'm definitely going to hone in on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, that's, that's something I've heard from other people too, that they have their bits and pieces of ideas uh, lying around. How do you decide to revisit something that maybe you worked on before? Are you just something like scrolling through your iPhone voice memos or things like that? What's what's that like for you? Yeah, I, I keep a pretty extensive notebook and I think sometimes I'll just read through lyrics and stuff and see something and I'll be like, wow, that is pretty good. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then I'll feel a little more confident in like writing a whole song off of that. So sometimes coming back to stuff later, you feel more confident in it. And definitely, like, I'll show it to people I know, like even my mom, I'll be like, hey, do you like this little hook I wrote? And Or like, I'll compare to like, which one is catchier to you, so. And what about your work as a visual artist? I know you mentioned that you're a visual artist. Do, does your work as a visual artist and your work as a musician do they kind of blend together sometimes? What what do you take from one medium to the other? And do they play off of each other sometimes? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I learned not to get frustrated with work, um, creative work from doing art for so many years because I was in like fine arts training and it was definitely tough. Um, and long hours of sitting there tedious drawing. So I think when some songwriters, they write something, they just want it to be out and they don't want to sit there and do the tedious production process and recording. But I've learned to like, you know, be patient a little bit. I'm still have a lot to learn, but I'm getting there. So it's definitely taught me like to, you know, take the creative process slowly and appreciate it and do you do your album art and stuff like that for all of your work because you have a really cool aesthetic i like it yeah i actually um do all my own album art um i actually designed the cassette that spirit goth is releasing too so um yeah i usually start with like because i I'm very interested in like film and photography, so I'll start with that. I'm always taking pictures 
And um, even like my DIY music videos, that's like something I love doing too. I've always been very into like graphic design and drawing on Photoshop and things like that. So yeah, and I, I this is something I'm always interested in hearing about too. Is you definitely have like a particular aesthetic, you know, a lot of purple and bright colors and things like that. Is that something you're conscious of keeping consistent? through album art videos and things like that or is it just natural because that's what you like i think with um definitely the most recent songs the purple was intentional but everything else kind of i just try to make it specific to what i think like the type of people that will go for the song would like but also staying true to like my kind of aesthetic and style um I usually just draw things I like basically and see how it looks <laughs> and it's a lot of like editing and going back and like taking inspiration from like looking what other artists do and stuff like that. Cool. And so for for making a music video, what's what's that process usually like for you? Do you collaborate with other people to do more of the movie aspect of it, like video yeah. aspect? Um, well, my Fed Up With You video, I collaborated with my friend Pedro Hernandez, who's this awesome film and photographer. He's awesome, but he made this whole little set for the music video because we brainstormed over Zoom for a series of like weeks. And I brought in like a lot of like objects that I had from home. I have like a lot of tchotchkes. So <laughs> that was kind of like... Um, like throughout my music videos it's like featuring a lot of stuff that i just have collected throughout the years like in breakfast music video too a lot of this stuff featured in the video is just you know stuff i have so like i try to like show visuals that represent me and like kind of like what i like and <laughs> what i'm about so but definitely collaborating with like other film creators has been an awesome experience but my boyfriend films most of my music videos cool yeah that's awesome and as far as playing live shows in the future have you played most of these songs live and which songs are you most excited to share in the live setting once uh, concerts and shows are back i think i i have the only song i've actually played live is every day and I think I've played Nothing and Bugs maybe like once or twice, but not so much. Um, I've played a lot of like live stream shows recently, which has been like some of the stuff up to Sweeter Honey. Um, but the newer songs I haven't really played yet, so I'm super excited to, you know, see how they sound. And I'm planning to, you know, get all my friends tested in re uh, rehearsal rooms soon so we can, you know, figure out what, like, I'm excited to see like how it translates to the live sound and how it will like, be an experience for people. Would, would you see, do you see yourself, because your songs you could probably play with a backing track, but then also yeah. with a live band. How do you see that uh, playing out? Um, I think definitely like for my live streams, I've been using a backing yeah. track, obviously, but um, I think... I would try to use like a mixture of both, um, you know, 
but I really love like live drums and yeah, live. Totally. Yeah. So I'm really into the live sound, but for some of the songs, I think it will translate better. Like obviously fed up with you, the horn still needs to kind of be there. So if we don't have a horn player, like to have a backing track or something that, or like a MIDI keyboard that will play them or something. Cool. Yeah. Well, can't wait to see Chloe Berry play live in the future. All right, so now we're gonna play a couple of tracks from Blueberry Jams. We're gonna play On My Own, Breakfast, Fed Up With You, and Something New. Is it easy to pretend like you do? 
never good enough Never got the stuff Doing all I can What's the problem, man? What's the problem, man? Fed up with you Being a jerk Trying to tear me down
All right, we're back. We just heard four songs from my guest, Chloe Berry's brand new EP, Blueberry Jams. We heard On My Own, Breakfast, Fed Up With You, and Something New. And if you like what you heard, and I know you did, you can get Blueberry Jams on limited edition cassette via chloeberry.bandcamp.com. It's out now via Spirit God. All right, now Chloe picked some records, and we're going to play them and talk about them, starting with Mazzy Star. Look on down from the bridge off of 1996's Among My Swan. Great song. Love Mazzy Star. One of two records released in 1996 that you picked. Uh, tell me a little bit about why you picked this this song. I picked this song. I think I have like a strong um, connection to like Mazzy Star's music and like Hope Sandoval. Like I really like her voice and kind of her style. Um, I think this song in particular, like, is one that. I listen to a lot on the subway. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just kind of like makes me feel like almost like comforted, but alone in a way. So it's definitely, I think her music is very, you know, sad, but also like, it's like got a bittersweet feel to it. So I think that's why I resonate with her music. I'm inspired by like the dreamy aspects of her song. Um, I think definitely with, like, I want to do something more stripped down eventually, so. Look on down from the bridge It's still raining up here Next, Hannah's Son by Lomelda off of Hannah, which came out last year, new record. One of my favorite records of 2020. I had the awesome experience of seeing them live a couple years ago, which was a lot of fun. Really good live band as well. <laughs> Tell me a little bit yeah. why you picked this track. Yeah, I actually found this track um like relatively recently and you know it's been all i've been listening to like over and over i think it's like just a really like sweet like song and it's definitely got like some great tones to it like warm and i really like lomelda i think they're doing like such great work and it's definitely like in like the direction i think indie is moving and I really like what they're doing. I mean, yeah, it's they're a total inspiration to me, so mainly why I chose this song. The other 1996 record I was referring to, 
The Child is Gone by Fiona Apple off of Tidal. Fiona Apple is someone you've cited in other interviews as a, a big inspiration. It's cool because she's also from New York City, also got her start writing songs and doing music at a very, very young age, similar to you. So tell me a little bit about why you picked this track. Yeah, I've been listening to Fiona Apple ever since I was like, writing music basically and I think her lyrics really resonate with me because she's very raw and she doesn't hold back and you know her emotions are also very intense and that's what she like kind of doesn't hold back about she like speaks from real life and her experiences and you know it's not always like the best experiences but you know they're real and I think it's very like relatable as like a young girl to, you know, hear her lyrics kind of talking about like how she feels about her body and like herself and her image and stuff, so. Yeah, there's a lot of really powerful songs on this record. I know she had like a very traumatic experience as a child and she goes into that on title. So there's so many really powerful songs. And it's crazy because she was she's so young when this record came out too. So for someone, you know, like 17, 16 years old writing those types of songs, it's really uh, impressive and such a good record. Proud by Alex G off of 2017's Rocket. Great songwriter. Tell me a little bit about why you picked this track. I actually um, discovered um, Sandy Alex G when I was seeing this other band called The Garden and he was the headliner and I was, I had no idea who he was, but I was like immediately like in love with his music. And I think he played, yeah, he played proud and it was so good. Like I was just blown away. So I think definitely like getting to discover someone like from their live music for the first time is a really like cool experience. And also just like his songs are very like, I don't know, cathartic to me. I feel like, you know, when I listen to them, I feel like it's got a great, like, happy, sad kind of, like, you know, feel to them. Yeah, very real. That's kind of what real yeah. life is, is like. What, so when you saw him live for the first time, yeah, that's one of the best feelings in the world. Not, no, not knowing an artist and you're at the show and you see them live. Did you go to the merch table and get, get the album? Yeah, I, I did actually. Um, yeah, I have quite a few Sandy Alex G albums on vinyl. So <laughs> that that's got to be a good feeling for the artist too. That someone saw the yeah. show when they're at the merch table after, and then they buy the record. Like, hey, this was great. So that's cool. <laughs> it's a cool two way street. I like getting the record at the merch table and interacting yeah. with the artist as well. It's a lot of fun. So growing up in New York City, going to shows and stuff, did you have any favorite venues that you'd like to, to go to uh, to see um, shows? I really liked Sunnyside because there would be like, like they would have a lot of shows. So I would just kind of go see whoever. But um, also like 
Bowery Ballroom. Yeah, and Bowery Ballroom is like the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Bowery. And all, Sorry, keep going. Oh, and also my mom would take me to uh, this little outdoor, like kind of like DJ festival called Mr. Sunday. So we would hear like live DJ sets there, which was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. That sounds like a lot of fun. If I say wrapping up your playlist with Your Best American Girl by Mitski off of Puberty 2. Big record for a lot of people, and I know you mentioned Mitski earlier in our interview about how you appreciate how raw she can be through her music and her, I guess, the way she plays guitar, too. Yeah, I think Mitski was, like, one of the first, like... Um, musicians I saw and I really like was like oh she's like me because we're both half Asian and she also talks about like her experiences as an Asian woman like you know in society and I think that's something like I've really related to but also you know she's not afraid of what she like looks like on stage and I think that's really like something a lot of young girls need to see and like experience for themselves. Yeah. With respect to kind of everything that's been going on in the world with um, violence against uh, Asian Americans and you mentioning that you, you know, appreciate how Mitski kind of goes into it in her music, her experiences as an Asian American woman. Is that something that you see yourself possibly exploring through your music in the future? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of my music has been very like non-specific about that type of stuff, but generally as I start to like, you know, realize more things about myself and like society, yeah. like I think it's easier to put into lyrics what I want to like, you know, tell to like my audience and like express to them and what I want them to you know think about so yeah coming to the end of the podcast was so much fun chatting with chloe berry your new ep blueberry jams is out now features a ton of great songs like breakfast and a bunch of other awesome songs everyone you can get it via spirit gods website or chloeberry.bandcamp.com it's available on cassette. Everyone get a copy. Chloe. So what's what's next for you for the rest of this year? I know live music hopefully coming back in the fall now that this EP is out. What's on the agenda? Um, 
Like I said before, I think a lot of collaboration, but also um, I'm venturing into, you know, like different creative aspects of my music. I've been making like some visualizers, which I'm excited to get cool. out soon. So um, I'm really excited about that, but I have a bunch of new songs I've been working on and, you know, I just really want to get some new people on my music and see where it goes. So are those visualizers like full length visualizers or the kind of visualizers that now pop up on Spotify where it's kind of like a loop thing? Oh, they're like full length, like music oh, cool. videos. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been inspiring you for, for those? I think just everyone's like creativity with the pandemic, like a lot of like animators doing really cool stuff. And like, it's just inspired me to like, you know, make something that really goes along well with the music and can be like an all around experience, so. Cool, super excited to see those visualizers once they drop. Chloe, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. All right, everyone, we're gonna close the show with Most My Days. It's the last track on Blueberry Jams. Mm -hmm.